Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everybody. Before the show today, this is just Andy with a quick plug for our friend Jack Drews's album recording that he's doing this week in Melbourne. If you're listening to this episode, when it comes out, he's doing his show in two days at, on August the 2nd at Kazratop's Dirty Secrets in Collingwood. It's his show Kitchen Bird, which I saw at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival this year, and it's just so funny. Just a hilarious and wonderful show. Jack's one of our favourite comics. He's been on two in the Think Tank in the past. He's one of our favourite guests, and he is responsible for the recurring gag of which, which sketches ants would like. Uh, so if you like that, you'll love him. Please do check out the link in the show notes and get along and see his show. You will not regret it. I guarantee it. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, just before we start the show today, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we're going we're gonna to drop in a clip. Right, like, of pr- promoting one of our favorite podcasts. Promoting one of our favorite podcasts that we've both been on. Yeah. Uh, it's Josh Earl's podcast, Don't You Know Who I Am. I was on it just last week or the and week before. it was super funny. I it, listened to your episode and I cacked myself. Well, I, well, all I'm hoping is that some of our listeners can go there, maybe reaffirm why they listen to my podcast yes. because of how funny <laughs> I am on it. And, uh, Bounce back again, yeah, and then maybe with a renewed vigor so and listen twice as hard to this one. We promote the other podcast because we love our, our people and so we set them free. Yes. And then with the hope that there's going to be, you know, hit the backboard and they'll come back at us. With somehow greater speed. with Yeah, and, and greater love. Defying the laws of physics. Yeah, never leave again. Exactly. Anyway, uh, here's a so clip we're promoting. Dr- we're going to drop it in here. here. Josh Earl here from the podcast Don't You Know Who I Am. And if you don't know who I am, I host the podcast Don't You Know Who I Am, which is a quiz show where I get four very, very funny people and quiz them all about their lives. Previous guests include people like Hamish Blake, Sean McAuliffe, Will Anderson, Hannah Gadsby, Denise Scott, Fiona O'Loughlin, Celia Pacola, Anne Edmonds, Becky Lucas. The list goes on and on and on and on. And there are over 100 episodes. If you've never heard it, go to iTunes, type in Josh Earl or Don't You Know Who I Am, or you can go to joshearl.com.au slash podcast and find the entire back catalogue there. Hopefully you come on board. It's a lot of fun. So that was So Do You Know Who I Am? And this is... Two in the Think Tank, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with With five five sketch ideas. Ideas. Yeah, that's right. Um... And oh, I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Tremblay Birchall. Tremblay Birchall. Yeah, absolutely. Trembling birdbath. Andy, do you think you're going to get... Total baby face. Do you th- think you're going to get your telomeres lengthened? Oh, look, 
I mean, if it's an option, I mean, yeah. it's not a vanity thing, no. you know, obviously, but I just think that if that's what you've got to do to like succeed in the industry, slow the process of aging, slow the process of aging. I'll get my, I'll get, I'll get a little bit of, uh, you know, whatever it is, a bit of, uh, lip, something injected into my telomeres. Yeah. Well, cause it, it, do they use the same stuff that they put in your lips? Uh, collagen? Collagen? I don't think so. I think, cause I think telomeres are like at the end of your chromosomes. Right. So is it more like uh, when they want to lengthen somebody's legs, they sort of break it, they break... stretch it apart with a metal thing and like let the bone grow into the gap? Into the, well, I think, no, no I don't know if they, do they let the bone grow into the gap? Or Surely. I think they must put like a metal rod in they there. They don't put a metal rod in there. No, they're, yeah. they're breaking it. They're stretching it. They're growing it. Really? Yeah, you're breaking, you're stretching, you're growing. So it's like with muscles. It's like with muscles, but with bones. You know, you that marrow just fills in the gap. Marrow. Do you yeah. Put, do you put a little hoop around the bone, so like just to make sure the marrow doesn't just leak out into the flesh. Go out sideways. I think marrow knows what it's doing. You think? You know? But I don't know if that's true. It's amazing that bones ever evolved to repair themselves because yeah. the consequences in ye olde, you know. Caveman times. Mm-hmm. Did they still call, did they call it ye oldy in caveman times? I think so. Ye oldy caveman shoppy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think they used a, a sort of a later form of English there. That was actually yeah. quite ahead of their time. Right, right. Ye oldy dinosaur carcass. Ye, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ye oldy <laughs> dirt pie, mud pie. I guess they've still made mud pies. Mud pies have never changed over the years. Yeah. One bit of cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's a universal. I'd like to see Heston Blumenthal's take on the mud pie. Take on the mud pie. What do you reckon he'd make it out of? Mud. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Some things are already perfect. Yeah. You don't need to change them. <laughs> the Heston takes a look at the mud pie and says, "I mean, what am I going to do here? Yeah. It's already a thing that isn't a thing that looks like a thing. That's my thing. That, yeah. That's all he's copying. He's copying mud pies. Maybe he'd do it out of sand." Great. Yeah. Or food. Uh-huh. Food pie. Food pie. Very, <laughs> very controversial. Would you come to a restaurant called Food Pie? Yeah, but I'd go to, in, to any restaurant, Andy. Really? I don't think I would let the name of a restaurant stop me from getting into a restaurant, especially a fun name like Food Pie. <laughs> Something that's so dismissive. <laughs> Like that of 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 like of of showing any attempt to try. In fact, I can't imagine a name that would get you more excited <laughs> yeah. than food pie. I want to go to this food pie. In place. many ways, in many ways, food pie is the Alastair Tremblay Birchall of restaurants. <laughs> Great, yeah. I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> well, you know, when you call your 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 comedy festival shows something like the, yeah, right. I feel like that's that's like calling a restaurant food, food pie. pie. I think this could be big. Yeah, food pie. Food pie. Yeah. What, what do they serve? They serve uh, the great people of Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they serve. Um, I, I I mean that's the thing. They just serve food, right? So like, it's whatever they puff cooked. pastry. It could be. Yeah. But you're saying it's not exclusively a pie shop. Not exclusively a pie shop. No. No, so like they might have spaghetti, mm. and <laughs> it won't specify anything about what it, it'll say spaghetti, and then like mm. it'll you you don't get to know like what's on it. No, no, no. Or what type of spaghetti? It's what about like a place that's 
it's dedicated to omnivores. Obviously, this is too complicated for food pie. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know. No, Already but like, you, but you're butchering the concept. No, no, absolutely. But it's just it's you're not allowed to have any kind of diet, mm. right? And so you show up there, and maybe they just give you the food in a box. Maybe it's shaped like a pie. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Like that, and you open it up, and you just have to eat what's inside. <laughs> You just gotta so get... it's like a prank or something. Yeah, like, well, it's like, like a of... dare almost. It's like one of those, you know, like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, but um, with any food. Yeah. <laughs> like with a box of chocolates, you kind of got a pretty good idea yeah. of the range of things that it could be. Based, based but on... this is really like... This could be anything. So you could, it could be a box of soup. It could be a box of... It could be a, a pie that's similar to the, what the pie looks like yeah. on the box. Yeah, great. Um can, uh, I think this is a good idea. Can I go back and revise what food pie is? Mm-hmm. Food pie is any food, but it comes in a pie sh- shell. Shell. So it could be pasta. It's in a pie shell. Okay. Right? Could be ice cream, mm-hmm. pie shell. And Tacos, so, in a pie. Okay, great. So so it's like those. It's basically like those chocolates, but yeah. it's in a pie shell. Yes, okay. exactly. That's good. And do you get to know what's in there? Uh, I think, yeah, I think at food pie you're allowed to know what's in there okay. because one of the great things about a, a, a pie is that you can eat it on the go, yeah. right? Like while you're walking down the street. I mean, it's not a good idea most of the time. No, no, but it can be. It can yeah. be a great idea. It can be a great idea. I know a guy who met his Hollywood agent uh, <laughs> while he was eating a pie walking down the street. <laughs> so... Um, I... <laughs> And I, I owe everything to Food Pie. That's one of the guys. That was yeah. Ke- it's actually Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. I was everything to Food Pie because it was, it was something about the way he was eating that pie on the mm. move. And I think what what needs to go in the pie is the kind of because you can't eat every you can't eat every food on the go. Yeah. So I think specifically they should be putting foods in there that you can't eat on the go. Yeah. So so th- so that is your your spaghettis, right? Your noodles. Your spaghetti noodles. Yeah. Um. Your spagoodles. Yeah. What, if somebody hasn't invented spagoodles, by the way, uh, what a name! <laughs> absolutely, spagoodles or un, nu, nugetti. <laughs> nugetti, nugetti and spagoodles. Yeah. <laughs> That way you get both markets, you know, people who prefer the yeah. noodles or people who prefer the spaghetti. Yeah. But I think, look, you could have a pie full of edamame beans, mm. um, lobster pie. And the other great thing mm. about a, 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 a food pie mm. is that nobody else knows what's in there, right? You know, might know what's in yeah. there, but it's like it's like daddy's little secrets. Like you put a put mm-hmm. a put some vodka yeah. in a squirty drink bottle, mm-hmm. okay? We'll put anything in that pie, and then you you put that squirty drink bottle in a (laughs) pie. pie. (laughs) (laughs) Have we talked about that on the show before? That people hiding vodka in bottles Mm. is like one level of how to conceal your alcoholism. Yeah, you know when you hide vodka in a bottle, (laughs) right? But like a yeah, a, a different bottle. Yeah, but hiding it in food, no one is suspecting that. Soaking all your grapes I in there. I don't know how he could have been over the limit. He's eaten nothing but pies today. <laughs> he just had eight pies before breakfast. And you see him like sort of like like throwing these pies back. <laughs> Bites a little hole in it. Yeah, yeah. knocks back the... <laughs> and then throws, <laughs> throws the shell. The, the pie shell. He just sucks the meat out. 
<laughs> the clear <laughs> cold meat out of a pie. Do you think to they would have to they would have to mix in some some meat pie oh, I suppose. In with the vodka oh, just to kind of just to keep the mask. There? And if that's what you are doing to get your fix of alcohol, <laughs> mate, you deserve it. Yeah. Honestly, you've earned it. <laughs> now that is an alcoholic who, <laughs> who deserves the term uh, disease. Well, look, I think the idea of, of food food pie, food pie, uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll put anything in a pie. We'll put anything in a pie. And every second episode now, I feel like this is an idea that we've already said on the show, right? Because it feels just so us, us but, like almost a parody of something. But it's also eat, with, eat but... anything on the go. Yeah, eat anything on the go. So I think I think that's like a great start. Mm. The eat anything on the go is a real great launching off point for the sketch or the pitch or the ad or however we yep. however we format this. But like as a as a place to extend it into people putting you know alcohol in pies or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, every company needs to expand. Mm. You know, at some point you gotta you gotta have a. You know, the new revamped flavor or you got to do something to kind of keep your place fresh. You know, once once the novelty of eating anything on the go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wears off, yep. they need they need new things that they can hide in a pie. Absolutely. Hide all your gold coins, all your bullion, hide it in this pie. No one's looking in a pie in your fridge, a moldy pie <laughs> in your fridge for your gold bull- bullion. A half-eaten moldy pie yeah. in the fridge? Mm-hmm. I think that's safer than a safe to be honest. Absolutely. Because the combination is a concept. Mm. The combination to get into that pie is the very idea that you could get into a pie. You look at mm-hmm. a safe yeah. and the first thing you think is, it's worth getting into this safe yeah, because somebody's trying to keep me out. Absolutely. But an open pie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and, and, and you could sell it with the fridge yes. if you wanted to expand. Right. Sell it with the fridge, comes with a single jar of mm-hmm. out-of-date mayonnaise, mm-hmm. Right, and and some uh, you know some of that like pickled you know it's like a it's like a a relish or no like what what's another one like a relish but it's chutney like a chutney but or, it, yeah or a pickle yeah, yeah like a pickled one but it's like the one you get from the supermarket and it's yellow mm, I know exactly the one you mean yeah, yeah yeah and it's yellow and it's and it's it's had maybe one spoonful taken out of it and then it's just been left in the and that's in all the fridge it, and you take it from house to house as you move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then and that's where your money is. Well, you know that that that's there to to set, set the, the scene, scene <laughs> for the pie. The the pie will make sense in a fridge like that. Yeah, right. Know? And then the the money's in the pie. The money's in the pie. Yeah, great. I think this is I think this is a different idea, you a different sketch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's a safe pie, right? Or a safety pie. Safety pie rolls off the tongue better, but it is a a safe a safe pie or a, a panic pie. I mean, if you could have a pie that in the, if someone breaks into your house, you and the kids all get into the pie. See, that would be good, yeah. <laughs> but a pie that could keep you safe. Sure. Yeah. So, I sure. mean, like, I guess, is it, or is it just keeping you safe in that no one will ever look in the pie? No one will ever look in the pie. It's a huge pie <laughs> taking up three quarters of the room. But we've discovered that the human mind, when it sees a pie, never thinks there could be a person in there. Yeah. Doesn't matter how big the pie is. It's kind of like it, it uses sort of waterfall technology. You know how like, but but it's that kind of, it's that loose meat and meat enhancer gel. Yeah. That kind of 
you know, flows. It, it flows in front of where the bite's been taken out like that. And then you just slide in behind it or you have right. to go through it. Right. Maybe you got a little remote that opens it and it kind of opens like a... <laughs> like in The Incredibles, mm. the meat pie flow. Exactly. Opens up. Draws back to either side. You usher the kids in, mm-hmm. you close it, and then you huddle there in silence mm. while the murderers, and they are murderers. There's murderers after you. But then, you know, why are there murderers after you? Uh, maybe they're um, after your pie technology. Well, then they'll suspect. Yeah, I have a feeling. Um, it's uh, not, look, another place people wouldn't look is in the compost. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. I mean, saying. I know, I certainly, I like, I try not to even take out the compost and it's my compost. Yeah. I can leave that there for ages. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, look, I think, you know, we have such a big compost bin in our house. Mm. It gets so much compost in it. I feel like the burglars coming into the house will look at almost any size compost bin and be able to understand why you would let it get to that point. Yeah. And that's why you <clears> can have such a big one for the whole family. Uh, the underside of maybe like a can of tuna, like with the, that, just has a little bit of fishy oil still in there. Mm, yeah, I mean, no one's going close to that. I mean, again, it, 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 are we having to make these things so big that the family can get into them? Is it still for the family <laughs> to hide it? Yeah, it's look. It gets harder. It does but, get harder. But could we use that technology that they have in sort of museums where they make? Like from from the outside, <laughs> right. they make one side of the, the of room. the room look look yeah. like a regular size, but yeah. until you walk over there and you realize everything is quite right. It's an optical illusion mm. where the corner of the room, where the can is, yeah. is actually the can's huge, but the room's been painted in such a way that somebody coming into the room looks in that corner. The only thing that's there is this can, which from their point of view yeah. looks. Regular size. Yeah, and disgusting. And disgusting. And when you walk over to it, it's enormous and you're all hiding in there. But there's, there is no reason anyone would ever walk to that corner of yeah. the room. No, no, there's no cupboards. No. There's no, this is just your garbage corner. Yeah, this is just the corner where we leave a pile of open food just containers. uncleaned recycling mm-hmm. that is going to be... Sits on the ground. That sits on the ground and waits for an ant problem. Yeah, and maybe there's some ants there as well. Oh, if you could hide in an ant. Yeah, gi- well, they're giant ants. Ants would love this sketch, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> I had an idea halfway through Food Pie Yeah. that I wanted to uh, bring up. Food Pie. Okay, so we were discussing uh, opportunities maybe that got uh, when Kevin Bacon got that opportunity. Oh, Kevin Bacon got that opportunity. He, he no. Blames f- uh, he blames... Hiding was... things in the pie. <sighs> the pie's in the fridge. Pie shell. No, nah, it's gone. Sorry. The, the hiding things in the pie would also be great for people who love a healthy lifestyle. Yes. Right, but don't want to, like, take shit from their friends for, you know, for not eating, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, the garbage like they do. And you don't want to... I mean, I think, like, the ultimate... Any person with specific diet, mm. health, healthy mm. diet, mm. Uh, you know, vegan, paleo, 
These are all shameful things. These are all shameful things to have, right? Yeah. And uh, and 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 you know seem to be associated with some kind of virtue signaling, mm-hmm. which you know now we're just having to feel bad for people yeah. for because uh, because they're they're feeling bad that they're feeling bad for mm. not feeling for not being a better person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what somebody is feeling when they say somebody's virtue virtue signaling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and but. Uh, so if you could just put everything into a pie, mm. it just looks like you've got an unhealthy diet and then people will just leave you alone. And no one will have to feel bad about not having an unhealthy diet. Exactly. And then nobody feels the pressure to change. Exactly. Um, I think that's great. My idea, I remembered what my idea great. was. Great. I was just trying to pad until you yeah, found great. your idea. And my idea was, and this, is, this may be nothing, okay. right? But you know how you, you're smuggling drugs into the country, yep. right? And you're always trying mm-hmm. to find things to hide them inside. Right, so you'll like have uh, pottery uh, cupids for lawn ornaments, yeah. and there's, you open, smash them open, a whole lot of marijuana in there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What if, right? Because 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 I reckon uh, there are different penalties for different types of drug importation. Mm-hmm. Right. So marijuana might be one of the lower level ones. Yeah. So you smash open that potter. If the police find it, they smash open that pottery thing. Yeah. Full of marijuana. What they don't realise is yeah. that inside the marijuana is heroin, yeah. right? You're really smuggling heroin, mm-hmm. but you've just got an insurance policy because once the police find the heroin, uh, find the marijuana, they're never going to suspect that you're mm-hmm. actually smuggling other drugs inside those drugs. That's right. So they're that's when they look. stop looking. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. And yeah. so, so you just need to have your collection point be inside the police headquarters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean this is this is. This is an insurance policy for when you, when you, in the, in the unfortunate event that your thing does get caught yeah. and you do get penalised. Sure. Right. You go to prison. You only get the sentence for the outer layer of uh, whatever okay, it is. Okay. Yeah. Drugs. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering what. By about- the way, Kinder Surprise. What a what a what a way to introduce kids to that whole concept of smuggling things, uh, <laughs> smuggling into things, other things. other things. Oh, mm. well, just a perfectly ordinary uh, chocolate egg. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Wait a second. This is hollow. What are we having here? Oh, oh, a treat, an exciting, thrilling treat. Oh, inside it's a little automobile. A little automobile. Uh, and then they grow up and they're smuggling. But what if, what if you could trick the police even further? Yes. By what you're actually smuggling uh, inside the marijuana mm. is... Is something that when that is only released when they burn the product to destroy it, and then it goes up into the air, and then you just need your you catch it. You catch it with the air filters <gasps> like that. This is great. Mm. Yeah. So it's um, you're 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 hovering above the uh, the police disposal mm-hmm. site. Yeah. In your hot air balloon or whatever. Yeah. And That's with a exactly big... <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> With a pig sort of net or... Uh, air filter. Air filter, sure. Mm. And you're sucking up all that stuff yeah. and you're getting... Maybe maybe it's just it's just regular meth that's in there, yeah. right? And then you take all your meth mates up there and you just breathe in the air. I see, that's good. <laughs> yeah, you're only, you only want one hit. <laughs> you're buying it, but you're buying from overseas yeah. in a large quantity because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. right? Because of... Um, 
you know, wages, wage costs it's here wages. are so expensive. It's the unions. Yeah, if you get it from South America, you can get uh, you can get about one kilogram mm-hmm. of meth yep. laced into some <laughs> marijuana, <laughs> about, you know, sort of a ton of marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And then when they destroy it, all mm. you need to do is go up with your friends. <laughs> in a hot air balloon. In a hot air balloon <laughs> above where they destroy it. <laughs> and, and breathe that in. And it's still cheaper. It's still cheaper. Just buying meth. Yeah. <laughs> in Australia. Don't ask me how the economy works, mate. It's just look. Oh. Yeah, and while you're up there, you can also sell one or two hot air balloon rides for people. Great, and while you're up there, see the sunrise over the city. Yeah, which is which in is... many ways a greater high. Absolutely, and but and gorgeous when you're on map. Oh my god! <laughs> sure, you've seen the sunrise over a sleeping city, but have you seen it on map? <laughs> You never, you don't really hear about that many people on meth, really experiencing and lo- enjoying art. Yeah, well, I th- I like the idea that while you're up there and on your hot air balloon mm. ride, just a regular hot air balloon ride, you know, r- very romantic thing. The Absolutely. guy running the hot air balloon says, "So the yeah, sun's just rising there. So, uh, oh, have you? By the way, this is so much better if you do a bit of meth." <laughs> Anyone? I want- mean. If you were really high on meth and then you were witnessing a a sunrise, it might be so beautiful that you realize you don't any you don't need meth anymore. Could be. It's right? worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a go. This is like some guy's idea of like getting people off of yeah. off of drugs is to show them really beautiful things. Yeah, but Things get much more beautiful if you're on drugs, you're which on is drugs. why we've got to do a fair bit to yeah. even get to that point. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, again, a, an idea that we've, we've sort of touched on before. But I, I, think, I, think, uh, I think this impossibly romantic uh, trip... They're kind of hoping to propose. Yeah. And yeah. then they feel peer pressured into trying <laughs> meth. Hey, and this ties into our idea before about there's international waters. We yeah. were talking about the possibility of international dirt. Of course. If you get high enough in that balloon, international sky. Yeah. They can't touch you. <laughs> we could do some illegal gambling while we're up here. It's just you two and the guy, and he's got a, some dice. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want to buy some chips? <laughs> that hot air balloon guy really cleaned us out. <laughs> Got us hooked on meth. <laughs> I feel like that whole ride was a mistake. You know, well, I guess the pamphlet did say it was going to be a life changing experience. experience. We came down addicted to meth and with no money <laughs> and engaged. And engaged, which is nice. <laughs> uh, although we did pawn the ring. Yeah, straight away. We lost that <laughs> to that guy. We put that on black. <laughs> And we weren't even playing roulette. Oh, dear, that meth messes you up. Those sunrises, I tell you what. I was very intoxicated by the beauty. I don't know what was more intoxicating. <laughs> the, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, but I also like the idea of a guy just trying to run a casino 
in a hot air balloon. Yeah. It's, you know, it's international sky. International sky, obviously. Uh, and I just, the, the, that he's up, it's a challenge for him. Mm. In, 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 in my mind, the comedy here comes from the struggle, the fact that he's really made it harder for himself, if anything, you know, it's probably quite windy, although I guess you don't go hot air ballooning when it's windy, but like well, he's, once he's, you get us up to a certain point, a certain know. point, there could be all sorts of high altitude winds. Where are they measuring the wind anyway? You know, down here probably. They right. they don't have any like they don't know. They don't have any. Why wind would they look into that? <laughs> I don't. Do they have a wind gauge up there? They don't know. Like on a real long stick or something. Yeah, they don't have any long. I don't think anybody has a stick that long. A stick long enough. Yeah. What do you reckon's the, the longest, longest stick? stick. <laughs> I definitely already thought about asking you that. <laughs> Like, I guess I picture like a kid with the longest stick. Yeah, sure. But, but I mean, who? I mean, is it is it the kind of thing, sort of like one of those weirdo like fifty five year old men who loves to tinker? Yeah. Like you know, is that Makes a thing? The is world's like, longest stick. I just wanted to create the world's longest stick. What if it's a rock and roll band? And you know how the guitarists have always got their crazy guitars with mm. all the different heads and that sort of thing. I want I want the drummer. He wow. like. You know, it's it's a big show, right? And they're trying to work out how to make it a, a bigger experience for the audience. They're always, like you two, always yeah. pushing for like a bigger Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Right? And whoever the drummer is, is Larry Mullins Jr. Larry Mullins Jr. They they go, they get him up on the big screen and yeah. they see him and he just starts running. He just starts <laughs> running away from the drum kit, right? And he runs about 500 meters. Yeah, up and to it, the back of the stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the stadium, yeah, gets out a couple of sticks. He's got there. There they reach the the snare. Yeah, from up there, <laughs> like that. Yeah, just... and the crowd's going crazy <laughs> as he's wailing away he's with wailing? this crazy the long stick. Unbelievable accuracy. Yeah, no wibble wobbling. Not a wibble to wobble to be seen. And they'd have to be made out of some kind of futuristic fibre so there's no flex. I know, but a stick really suggests wood. You want it to be wood? It has to be wood. Sure, it's wood. Do you think it's a, a single piece of wood? Like you just have to – there has to have been a tree that long. Um, look, I don't, I'm not personally averse to you using some kind of lamination technique, some okay. kind of uh, yeah, uh, uh, composite – Veneer based course thing. It just t- it takes the amateurs out of the out of the race, right? Yeah, yeah. I the, I think this is sort of like uh, how sailing has become just a rich man's game. I'd yeah. like drumming to be the same. Sort of uh, long distance drumming. Long distance drumming. It's <laughs> it's it's a shame that drumming's gone this way. Mm. That uh, you know, it used to be something that a sort of anyone could do. Yeah. Uh, in their base, but but now you need so much money just to buy the sticks. Yeah. I mean, look, there's, bo- there's both the, the drumming part and the just the longest stick sure. competition. Sure, um, sure. Um, <laughs> the longest stick. Uh, what's long and sticky? This very long stick. Uh, and it's not a log as well. Because oh, no. a log implies width. No, no, no. Yeah, it definitely fits within your hand. Mm. Yeah. And I, I imagine people will push their luck by really kind of like, you know, widening what the hand can hold and finding ways. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Days of, you know, holding on to something that, you know, I guess it has to be unaided because or else people are going to, they're going to find ways. Of like just glove technology. Glove technology or like, you know, oh, it's carv- so sad. Car- carvings in the wood that allow no, you to sort of. No, that's not what this is about. It's not. It's about, it's just simple. It's yeah. simple. How long a stick have you got? You know? <laughs> Would this make it to the Olympics? Who's got the longest Who's stick? Who's got the longest stick? <laughs> I don't see why not. And what it is... And it's not right? involved with pole vault. They you, look down on the pole vault. Yeah, people. no, it's nothing to do with the pole vault. It's, uh, there's, there's a whole lot of uh, sort of linesmen mm-hmm. all the way down the pitch, right? They're lined up all the way down the pitch, and you just... You go for like the challenge of poking the furthest one away that you can Great. with your stick. Yeah, that's good. And when you poke him, he just shouts out his distance. Yeah. And then they write that down. Yeah. Do you do you sort of call it? Is that a thing with like javelin or something like that? You're supposed to kind of like. I don't think you call it. You call it. I don't think you call it in javelin. No. No. <laughs> it's not like that. That the end of a pool game not, of pool. Not the ga- end of a game of pool. Back corner. <laughs> Back corner. That guy, 132 meters. I think you're thinking like pole vault and a high jump. You've got to like get them to set the bar. No, yeah, 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 yeah. You set the bar level. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you got to pick a dive as well. That's a, that's yeah. a diving thing. You got to pick the dive. May oh, I guess maybe with the poking, you could call it. You could say you want, I want the guy at this distance. Yeah. Right, and then you've got to try and poke him with. Yeah, and then, very long and getting those extra couple of millimeters, then it comes down to technique. But mm. really, really, it's just about how long a stick you've got. Mm. I'd like to see some historical footage from the first longest stick competition. Yeah. And they're only like, you know, 10 or 12 feet long. Yeah, so that's But good. now in the modern game, they're so long. Yeah, that's right. And then you, But then you, you kind of have these kids that are coming up that have sort of been, they've, they've been brought up with this kind of advanced technology. And so they have stuff at home where they can process, like, you know, uh, like f- finely, grind, finely grind wood chips and, mm. and compress them together. Like they, they have portable portable machines that kind of like make sticks it's like true. that. They could just, yeah. there you go. You just, you just put it up against a tree and it just grinds it down into a stick. Yeah. Whittles. Whittles it down. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Because I think it, back in the day, it used to be just like what was the longest stick you could find. Mm. Uh, and then when the when when it went professional, mm. uh, and you know, money got involved. I imagine Nike, that sort of thing. Absolutely, it Red, all Red changed. Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is it? Is there a lot of like sex appeal or like the biggest stick pokers? In it's, the, uh, it's hard in the not... game, are they like super celebrities? I mean, they definitely have big dick energy. Yeah, yeah, big stick energy. <laughs> big stick energy. They're they they're coming to you know they're rolling into clubs and that sort of thing. And 
people are fawning. Pe- fawning. There's yeah. definitely some fawning. Everyone wants to see the stick. Yeah, where's your stick? And he's got like an 18-wheeler yeah. at the back that he kind of just slides it into. Mm. It's like you got to handle it like one of those Japanese kitchen knives. Oh, of course. You never let anybody else wash your stick. Nobody touches the stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's uh he's had the the longest stick in the game You've, for for the last ten years. Yeah, we've lost we've lost a couple of people to uh, power lines. Yes, walking around with their sticks, accidentally hook it up against power lines and make get it electrocuted. Get electrocuted. It's gonna happen. Do you reckon that would happen, or would you, your stick be insulating? I don't know, but it's there wood. might be some people that are gonna you know try and cheat, get get yeah. like a metal rod in there, of course, in- increase their chances of having mm. a longer stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could do like maybe some of these bike riders that have those tiny engines. <laughs> There's a little engine in just there. Just a little for some engine, reason. yeah. <laughs> maybe it just helps with the motion a little bit, stabilizes it. Yeah, you know those things like you know that thing where you what's that thing where you spin that thing and it feels like it's giving you an upward force or whatever or. I have no idea what you're talking you about. You know, when you spin stuff, there's all ki- kinds of weird, like, stabilizing features. Oh, centrifuge, like uh, gyroscopic kind of stuff. Yeah, that mean? kind of like stuff. Angular momentum conservation. Yeah. You sit in an office chair and you yeah. hold a bicycle wheel mm. and you get somebody to spin it and then you turn the bicycle wheel mm. and then your chair also begins to turn in order to conserve angular momentum. Whoa. See? Mm. That kind of stuff that could happen that kind with, of stuff. Tiny, with you know, cheating in the long stick game. Yeah. Oh, I can see it happening. Absolutely. Hey, with the long telomeres thing. Yes. There's also, like, another aspect of it there that's called, like, telomeres, right? Which is, like, a oh, protein right. that I think that's, like, that's that maybe affects it. But anyway, the thing with telomeres, right, is that it's not that the telomeres are long that makes you younger or whatever but it's the uh, it's the genes it's the way that that it's like gene activation it's the way your genes respond to them right, right? and so one of the big aspects of aging is is it's a it's a repairing problem and so your body stops repairing itself uh, as it gets older so it's repair, repairing itself at the rate and at the you know the greatness that it kind of did when you were a young and a is young this whippersnapper. Gen- is it is it actually the case that it's kind of programmed into our DNA to allow aging to happen and to allow us to die. Is that, I think is that so. like Maybe. built in? Because from a, a gene's point mm. of view, it's much better that a, a young version of you, your offspring or whatever, mm-hmm. be given the space to continue to reproduce and that I, sort of thing. I guess so. I guess our 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 uh, our species uh, evolved and su- succeeded. When we died, mm. so that that definitely would play into some aspect of our success. Um, but he was also saying that you know aging isn't a thing that's universal uh, because like all our DNA and stuff like that, or like you know we've got half of it from our parents, half from mm. our, uh, well half from our dad, half from our, from our mom. But all that those, half of it from our parents and half, half of, of it from, from our friends, from our dog. <laughs> um, it. Those cells or whatever that the, the stuff mm. that makes up that 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 hasn't aged, right? That that stuff yeah. is you know is like you're essentially it goes back four, to the dawn of life. You're essentially four billion years old in that part of you. Yeah, right. But uh, so but the rest of the parts of you do age, and so that, that's kind of anyway. But is there anything in the repairing of the body <laughs> that is some kind of sketch idea? Um. Well. 
uh, all I'm picturing at the moment, Alastair, yeah. is your body being hoisted up on one of those things sure. that are mechanic yeah. and somebody sliding underneath you on a, on a skateboard. Sure. I think maybe tackling the idea of stopping aging, is mm. there's, there's a sketch in that. Yeah, no, we, and we've talked about that uh, in the past, about just ways to look younger. Yeah. Um, you know, wearing your cap backwards and that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, but a doctor does it, turns your cap backwards. Yeah. But what about like, you know, we're following the guy. He's the, like, he's the first guy. He's been experimenting on himself and it's just mm. been working out. And he's like, look, mm. I'm 78 years old, but, he, mm. you know, he looks like he's 40. Yeah. Or certain parts of his body are really, really young. Sure. Like he hasn't, like, like he's, he's been doing different experiments on mm. different parts of his body and he has just like one incredibly young elbow. Yeah. Like yeah. it looks like the elbow of a 20-year-old. Wow. We see some close-ups of it and that mm. sort of thing and it's amazing. <laughs> he, he tests on both of his elbows. Yeah. Oh, he goes, yeah. you know, tests on one of them and he's got the control elbow. Yeah, yeah. Yes, one yeah. real old elbow mm. and one real super young one. Maybe he's just he's doing half half on his whole body. Yeah, yeah. So half of his face is really young, you know. Half he's got half a a, a young man's penis. I'm sorry, I went there. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, I yeah. guess I guess the idea that you know he uh, maybe one. I mean, look, this is. Is it complicated that like one of your elbows always like wants to stay up late and go out to clubs and that mm, sort of thing, and yeah. your other elbow is just, just wants to wants stay, stay in and read the paper? Yeah, one of his one of his hands kind of loves these, uh, you know, like his his iPhone, but the other one doesn't really understand how it doesn't works. Doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's quite funny. He has one really old hand. Yeah. I think because hands are better than elbows, right? Yeah. Well, one really old hand and one really young hand. That's kind of why I was going the whole half body. That way you can start doing the... Sure, sure. Good idea, yeah, Alistair. That way we're, we're... I was really focused on the elbow oh, the idea. elbow part, yeah. The elbow, one of the least sort of useful or interesting parts of the human body. You know, but, you know, still, there's tennis elbow. That's something. We could have brought that in somehow. Yeah. Old man tennis elbow. Mm-hmm. Don't hear a lot of young people with tennis elbow. Anyway, look, I don't know. Do you think there's something in this old? I think there could be something. I think I think definitely somebody who's done experiments has one old hand, one young hand, uh, and uh, and they don't relate to each other. They don't get along. Uh, they want different things. Uh, yeah. We got three Feet, words. Eyes, ears. Mm, that'll do me. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, Sorry, we got three Alistair. words. I haven't contributed much today. I feel uh, feel I've let you down. Andy, we have know. three words from a listener uh, to build a sketch. To build from. a sketch, really? Yeah. Well, really. Um, the three words that you can get through the uh, Patreon. Uh, look, we're we're actually running out of three words at the moment, and so and we're on. Uh, you know, pe- people have sent in more. Three words. Second sets of three words. Sometimes third sets of three words. I definitely know we've at least done one of Tyler Ferrer's. Great. Well, if you feel like we've missed your three words mm. as well, please resend them to us. What's the best way to send them in? Uh, either through the Patreon or through if you send one through uh, Twitter. As long as we don't forget to respond, if, if we, even if it's a favorite or a... L- a like. Because then I, I, I just put it in a little dock in my, in my phone. I, I mean, right. you guys are seeing really, really seeing behind the curtain here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got it's. I'm, I use Google, uh, the Google uh, Notes. Is that what it's called? Google? Fascinating. So that's yeah. your process, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where my ideas come from. It's actually right. from these three words. 
So Where do you get your ideas? Oh, people send me words three on Twitter. words and I use I those. I write them into my Google Notes. All right, so um, Tyler Ferrer. Mm. Tyler. He's a he's a good good Facebook friend of the show. Facebook friend, yeah. yeah. He might even have some action on Twitter occasionally. Yeah, I'm not sure. uh, when he uh, when he uh, when we talked about the universal standard unit of interest, mm. which was Leonardo DiCaprio's age, he made us a little a little graphic of that that I appreciated. Yeah, a lot. that's right. Thank you very much, Tyler. Mm. Now he sent us in three words. Now I, I don't know. What the first one means. Oh, okay. So you're going to have to help me I'll out. I'll do my best. Okay. Quinine. Ah. Oh. Commonwealth. Yes. Runes. Okay. This is a great selection of words. Yeah. Now, quinine. I quinine. think it's quinine. Great. It's, a, uh, it's an old treatment mm-hmm. for, uh, for malaria. I think it's... Quinine is also, for some reason, one of the flavorings in tonic water. When you have a gin and tonic, yeah. quinine is in that. Is in the tonic or in the gin? It's in the tonic. Okay. And it's one of it's I think it's derived from the bark, maybe mm. of a a tree. Yeah. And I know that in uh <laughs> in one of the Tintin books, yeah. possibly Tintin in the Broken Ear. Yeah. Broken Ear. Uh he Gives an elephant quinine because he meets an elephant with <laughs> with malaria. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm saying this, it does, it sounds crazy. He makes a trumpet. He carves a trumpet with a knife. Yeah, okay. Out of a tree. Okay. Wait. He carves right? a trumpet. He uses it. Trumpet. Com- he uses it to communicate with the elephant. He's making a brass instrument. He makes. Out of wood. Out of wood. Okay. Carves it with a knife. Mm-hmm. He uses it to communicate with the elephants. Yeah. And he finds one of the elephants has malaria and he gives it some quinine. So he, and cures its he malaria. can understand elephant language. He. Not once he has a trumpet. Once he has a trumpet. Well, because that's the thing about a trumpet, it can go in the mouth or in the ear. So I imagine mm. if you blow in from one end, it goes from a human mouth in out. Of a, an elephant-like trumpet yeah, and okay. so turns into elephant language. Yeah. But if you just use it the other way and you put the elephant language in the trumpet end yeah. and put the other end into your ear, I imagine it turns it back again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's okay. just logic. I feel silly. That's science. Uh, yeah, yeah. All These right? books it's, are successful, right? Trumpets, <laughs> trumpets are a, uh, a reversible process. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You, I would love to see you know, the reverse Louis Armstrong. Right, who a bloke who makes sort of farting noises with his mouth into the <laughs> open end of a trumpet, and the human language comes out. Word singing comes out the other end. Oh, yeah, be, yeah. I think. Look, is that right. a, a, a sketch idea? If you farted into a trumpet, I, have, I assume words would come out. We finally can find out what our asses have been trying to say <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing if they've been trying to talk to us. That's they've been. It's been a cry for help. Oh, my God. And those times when you're, like, you're in a public space or you're in a meeting or something, your body mm. really wants to fart, yeah. it's your ass has got something to say yeah. and you're holding it in. You're no si- wonder people get bowel cancer. You're silencing it. Yes. Yeah. It's a form of oppression. Absolutely. <laughs> for some reason, I feel like... 
my ass is always communicating I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just just thinking that there's the possibility that the ass is somehow an unwilling participant in the mm. body. Yeah. And that we are putting it through this almost like a kind of, uh, you know, uh, human centipede type scenario yeah. where it's been sort of attached to the body and ha- has had to play the worst part of it. Well, uh, dinosaurs have a second uh, brain, I believe, in their ass. Was that not a uh, – was that something that they thought at one point and then – Not for the purposes of this joke. Okay, great. <laughs> I think it's fine to use, like, dispelled science too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, – and and this uh, we we might find that we have the same thing mm. that there's another sort of nervous system there's an uh, there's a hind brain mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. our ass that um, that is trying to contribute and like that's why sitting down is so bad for you it's just another form of like gagging your anus absolutely yeah you're sort of yeah you're sort of pressing the buttock up into the mm-hmm. its breathing hole which I assume is your I mean, what an amazing world it would become if we discovered that asses had something to say and, like, a totally separate personality and things to contribute and we could understand. And it was discovered by a frat boy sort yeah. of bu- bullying, like, like, a jazz musician mm. and he's mm. farting into his trumpet and then words come out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I mean, I think if I, it would it would deeply emotionally affect a frat boy if he found out that his ass was in trouble. Mm. I think it would deeply emotionally affect all of us. Which I guess I could, could it explain would really change. It could explain where butt chugging came from. You know, finally, you know, we you go, explain oh, that. my butt is my my butt is depressed. <laughs> I think and it's self medicating. It, 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 it needs a drink. Um. I think this could also tie in because, you know, we love a bit of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And we've talked in the past about the Aristotelian theory that human yeah. beings are actually two souls. Uh, combi- uh, his, his, his idea was that in ancient times, humans were actually two bodies yeah. connected together um, and those became separated in some way and that's why we have soulmates. That's the other half of our body. Yeah, what if we, we never whole. became separated? What if we just forgot how to talk to our ass? That's right. Which is the other soul that mm-hmm. is a part of us. And our it's our ass that is our soulmate. Yeah. Our ass soulmate. Our ass soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> um look. I feel like this was just a side sketch no, on. I think that's Tyler's sketch. I think that's is what it? he gets. Absolutely. That's what we got out of it. I'm sorry we didn't do much with Commonwealth and Runes, but India, the place where uh, yeah. uh, Tintin was, okay. that's, that was part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and runes, runes, runes are a form of communication, right? And, and you know, an ancient written form of communication right. that we've only recently been able to interpret. Well, this is exactly the same with the butt. Yeah, so it's just like it's the home. It's just a forgotten language. It's a forgotten language. Yeah. It's our true language. It's a think, universal language. Do you think if we if we reconnected with it that we would eventually no longer need the trumpets and that we could just understand what they're trying to say to us? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that's what happened to that woman in um, the movie Arrival. 
mm. with the aliens communicating with those aliens. She started out having to write things down on uh, on boards and that sort of thing, you know, for them to to talk. Yeah. And then over time, she learned their language. Right. Um, and I think that's what we do with mm. our butts. And maybe uh, we think, will be able to control time. Do you think our butts would be aliens? They're like a trapped alien species. They had, they had seeded themselves. They had hidden, you know, much like we often use this trope of uh, they, they've hidden themselves somewhere on mm. Earth so that mm. later on they can come. But no they, wonder the anal probing. That's right. <laughs> They're communicating with themselves, right? So they've, they, but they've, they've hidden themselves within our DNA. Yes, Inside ourselves. Yeah. Inside. Of course, They've, the last place we'd look. Exactly. And then now they want out, but they're, they're too integrated. Mm. They can't, they don't have limbs to sort of pull themselves off. Right. Off of the, the body or out of the thing, you know, they're that just a part of us now. Um, we did it, Alistair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to uh, take us through the sketches that we've come up with today? I guess that's what I want to do, yeah. I uh, thought that might be what you wanted to do. Well, we got food pie. That's the first one. Food, food pie, pie, which is uh, we'll put anything in a pie, and uh, you can eat anything on the go. Yes, right. And um, and uh, one of their one of their spokespeople is Kevin Bacon, who said that you know uh, I used to not eat things on the go, but then one day I was eating something on the go, and I met my big Hollywood producer. <laughs> Well, walking down the <laughs> who street. gave me my big break? Who gave me my big break? Because he said, "I like the way you eat that on the go." Yeah, I love the way that you eat that smoked salmon. I mean, this whole Kevin Bacon angle is my favorite part of the sketch. There's no question about it. Alistair deserves to be there and makes it. <laughs> it's it's details that make it give it realism. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this detail in particular gives yeah. it so much realism. So now we have the safety pie or, or safe pie or panic pie. Panic and these pie. are, mm-hmm. I guess, just all part of a um, one company's range of products that uh, that offer a place. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. That, that offer a place where you can hide your valuables or your family. Because what's more valuable than that? Than your family. Yeah, that's right. No one ever looks in the pie. No one ever looks in a moldy old pie. Mm. Especially, well, you know. Uh, you don't think that – you know what another good place would be? Would be b- big rotting whale carcasses on the beach. I don't know. I feel like people are a bit intrigued by that. They're intrigued. But they're repulsed as well, though. They're also they? repulsed. And to go in them, they sometimes explode and things like that. If intruders <laughs> were coming into your house and you ran out through some tunnel to, to, a, to, beach. to a beach – and into, into a, a rotting whale. whale that was actually a panic room. Yes. I think you'd be safe for at least a bit, at least until the tide came in. At least until the fumes got the better of you. Yeah. Um, Good call, Al. Yeah. Then there's the balloon ride that changes your life. If you think this um, this uh, sunset, you know, this pink sky suns- uh, sunrise over the over the rolling hills is beautiful. You should try it on meth mm. like that. And then, uh, you know, he's an international sky. And so he, he gets them to gamble. They were just going to try to propose to each other, which they did. But then they eventually they lost everything. And mm. I think, look, I think a whole sitcom based on this guy who's trying to run his uh, Ill- illegal sky casino. You're absolutely right. This is a whole sitcom. Four parts. 
uh, four seasons? Four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think it's of just four episodes. No. Because, I mean, think of all the people he would meet up there. Oh, yeah. And think of the seasons, you know? Like, we want to see what it's like up there in winter. In winter. I think they were, even in summer, you'd probably have to have big jackets uh, loaded into the into the hot air balloon just so that people, once they got to a certain altitude, mm-hmm. possibly international sky altitude. You know, and then there's the, there's the storylines of the feds trying to bring them down. Oh, they've got their own hot air balloons? I guess it's so. Like water co- it's like water rats. Yeah, it's like water rats, <laughs> but sky rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I, I, like, I like that they've got a uh, uh, flashing light on the top of their balloon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. um, then you got longest stick. Yep, which is just the competition. It's that worldwide competition of who's got the longest stick, and it makes it to the Olympics. And it makes it to the Olympics, and then you find you get to follow. They're they're kind of like they're treated like royalty. They're, it's, mm. they're like sumo wrestlers. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah, not like sumo wrestlers here, <laughs> where they, I think people kind of just laugh at the idea of them. <laughs> We're very tolerant. Yeah, respectful. Um. Then there's the uh, aging experience, uh, mm-hmm. experiment. Also, oh, so within the longest stick, there's mm. also long-distance drumming, which is also an aspect. Yeah, yeah, I like that as a different thing, and I think we could find more about that. Like if we took a band mm. and we uh, we followed them exactly the same as Spinal Tap, mm. but maybe a little bit sillier. What I'm going to say with the silliness turned up to eleven. <laughs> but if what if it's like a you know like a an alternate history of John Bonham. Is he was he the drummer? John Bonham? Uh, uh he was the drummer. You're right. John Bonham was the drummer. No, he was he was the drummer though, right? Like he was of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yes. But and he died maybe vomiting like sleeping in his car and vomiting, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Something in his car. It was either vomit or cold that killed him, I think. Yeah. Anyway, but cold vomit? he was like considered Ooh. he was considered very good. Oh yeah. Um but then, dying in his car. I, yeah. <laughs> The best! Oh my god, you should see it! Um, but if you did an alternate history of John Bonham where... He didn't Here's die. some of the... No, well, maybe not. No, no, this is like his life before he died. Oh. Where you get to see some of the stuff that he was up to. His life before he died. People <laughs> people think think he was a good drummer, but you don't know all these other aspects like mm. his long-distance drumming that he, yeah. that he started. Then we've got the aging... Because what's great about that is it gives you some perspective on the drums. A lot of people are too close to it, you know? Mm. So if you could get a bit of... If you could get further back... That's right. Further back and further back and further back, then you really see that, like, everything's a drum, Mm. nothing's a drum. Yeah, and, and also when... Like, what are you inspired by when you're in front of a drum kit? All you can see is drums. drums, What if you could be, uh, you know, up on a hill... Several kilometres away. You know, you could be in the middle of a pig pen. You could be... There could be be ducks at your feet. In a hospital ward, witnessing the birth of a (laughs) child. (laughs) Think what that could do for your drumming. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You could be, you you know, engaging in intercourse. Yeah. You could, I mean, you know, you could be... You could be helping the needy. I think... (laughs) I think you could be th- that's one of balloon. the luxuries of being a drummer mm. is that you can be 
basically as far away from your instrument as your sticks will let you. Yeah. Everyone else is sort of trapped yeah. by it, you know. A singer can't get away from their voice. No. A guitarist has to be Pretty fingering close. the guitar. Unless they got really long fingers. Real long fingers. Yeah. Nah, even that. That seems silly. hard, doesn't it? Silly. Get the bones to fuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we've got the uh, aging experiment guy who's half young and half old, and you know, mm. you know, and then and they don't get along. And on oh, one, that's a sitcom. One half of his body, he has all these young stereotypes. On the, on the other half of his body, he's got all these old stereotypes. He's the original odd single. <laughs> Look, I think that's good. That's good. Thanks. Uh, then we got uh, reverse trumpet, which is. Um, <laughs> allows us to understand what our ass is saying. Yeah, well, at first, you know, it's just it allows us to take, let's say, jazz music and, and have it converted into words. Yeah, okay. Right? But then also it, we've the side, the side to that mm. is that we found out that our butt is a different organism. It's mm. an, an alien f- organism that was embedded into our DNA thousands and thousands of years ago and that has been trying to communicate with us this whole mm. time. Great. I mean, I don't understand what the evolutionary reason for even the making a sound would be. I don't know. It's. I guess it's funny. But it's helped us. It has. It's definitely not impeded us. Farting? I don't think so. Sometimes I feel like it's holding me back. <laughs> anyway. So I guess that's... Thank you so much for listening to the show. Yeah. Make sure that you give a listen to Don't You Know Who I Am. You can listen to the episode with Alistair, which was recent, which had a very... I had I did some serious outside, out loud laughing. Well, My thank outside, you very much. Out loud laugh. Uh, and uh, there's an older episode which features me and Alistair and Meso and James yeah. from uh, The Weekly Planet. Absolutely. What a crossover. It's a big one. An ambitious one. It's a very ambitious. And then there's others. They have loads of guests, big and small. Some people with huge profiles here in Australia. Mm. And you should learn it. Like there's an episode not, uh, not that long ago with Sean McAuliffe, uh, who is, uh, you know, as big as they come in uh, Australian comedy and somebody who uh, helps employ us <laughs> uh, during the years. And there was an episode with Michelle Brazier and... I think Laura Dunman and Ree Down, that was Molto Hilarioso. I'm uh, going to go listen to it right now. So good. And uh, You can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Stupid Old Andy. I'm at Alistair TB. We are at Two in Tank. Yeah. You can support us on Patreon if that uh, tickles your fancy. If at all. If at all, uh, where there has the option to give us three words, of which we will definitely use all three to Absolutely. come up with a sketch idea. All three. Uh, you can also get the next level, the uh, the overflow tank, which gives you access to our uh, Two bonuses. bi-weekly uh, bonus episodes, mm-hmm. um, which some people have said are funnier than the regular podcast. Yeah, we had one recently, which was uh, we had to come up with five ideas uh, for sex toys. And it's very silly and funny. It's... And uh, if you want to chuck us a review on iTunes, uh, we dig it. Yeah, we dig. Baby. But also, you should know that we, we love, love you. you.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.